Hey guys, how are you all doing today? Lena here in Chicago. I want to welcome you to our weekly podcast uh, of the Ministry of Living with Power. And if it's your first time joining us, I just want to give you a, a special welcome. I hope that you're uh, having a great week. If you've been here before, then you know the gig. I spend a few minutes with you every week just focusing our minds and our hearts on God's Word and try to navigate uh, our lives and the culture by what God's Word tells us, by what He wants us to do, and not so much by our feelings. I find that I'm so easily sucked into being led by my feelings. I get afraid, I get anxious, and God's Word really is my focal point, my stability uh, in, a, in a time when I desperately need it. So if you understand that, and if you're looking for answers in your life, you came to the right place, and uh, I try to keep the podcast under, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes in length so that it doesn't eat up too much of your day. I know there's so much competing for our attention these days. I uh, like to keep them short enough so that I can um, finish the whole podcast during my exercise session. And I don't know uh, how well you know me, but I run for 20 minutes every day, most days, whenever I can. Not a minute more, not a minute less. I really try to stick to that 20-minute mark because I think that's all you really need to be healthy. And um, and so that's enough time to, to listen to the podcast plus a song or two if you like music. So uh, we are in a great series right now called Comfort Food for the Soul. And uh, I love food in general. I especially love comfort food. I love gelato in the summer, and we're heading that season now, and, and uh, I don't know what your comfort food is. I'd love to hear it. Email me. Let me know what it is. But even more importantly than our physical food is our spiritual food. And the, uh, this week's lesson, every week in this series, we're looking at a different aspect of life and challenges we face, but specifically, I'm taking you to passages in the Word of God that I have found to be immensely comforting to me. So this is kind of a personal series, and you might hear the topic and say, oh, I, I'm sure she's going to talk about you know this chapter, but I'm going to take you by surprise and go somewhere completely different. That's because my brain is that way; it doesn't work like normal, and 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 it is what it is. Today, though, I think you're going to really appreciate the chapter I'm taking you to. I've called the teaching "I Need Comfort When I Lack True Peace." So, comfort food when I lack true peace, and I want to take you to Lamentations chapter three. Uh, that is probably one of the most powerful portions of scripture that has. Uh, you know, played a part in my life. I remember distinctly when I first read this chapter and when it really kind of hit me in my heart. And um, it was when I was in college. And I don't know that I've ever read it without feeling encouraged and uplifted and closer to the Lord and, and just more stable in the truth. And so I, I pray that this will do that for you today. There are so many reasons to lack peace in this life. And so I'm going to give you just a few thoughts and, and read a few verses. Here's the first thought today. No matter how hard I try, I sometimes lack true peace. You know, I don't try to aim for uh, chaos and, and lack of peace, but no matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I guard against it, somehow in my life I end up in a, in a vortex of, of lacking true peace. So listen to some of these verses in Lamentations 3. By the way, this is a book written by Jeremiah, who was called The Weeping Prophet. I, I love that guy. I, you know, it's he's well known to have preached faithfully the gospel and preached faithfully God's word. Whatever God told him to say, he said, and had such little 
evident fruit in his lifetime of, of, of the work that he was doing. He spent more time in jail and in, thrown in a pit than any other prophet. Even the other prophets hated him. And yet he was faithful to God's word and he was faithful to God's calling in his life. And this guy has written some of the most powerful scriptures that you will ever read. But, but I mean, it's just incredible how he was able to endure those difficult times in his life. No wonder he was called the weeping prophet. And if you want to glimmer into his heart and life, you might be listening to this and think, man, how come you're the only Christian who's going through difficult times. Do you ever get caught up in a cycle where you look at Twitter and you look at Facebook and you look at other people in your church and you start to feel like you're the only guy with problems or you're the only girl with problems? I got news for you. You're not. All you need to do is open God's Word and read a little bit and you'll find out. Listen to this guy in Lamentations 3. Here's what he says about his life. He says, um, let me see how far back I want to... Let me, let me read from the beginning. Why not? I don't know. When was the last time you read Lamentations 3? He says, I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. He has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a prison? This is Jeremiah writing. Feel this emotion that he said. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. Do you ever feel like you, God just doesn't hear your prayers, like you're, you're wasting your time praying? This is exactly what, what Jeremiah is speaking about in Lamentations. This is so personal and so real to me. It says in verse 9, He has blocked my ways with blocks of stones. He has made my paths crooked. Do you ever feel confused? Listening to this podcast, think about your life where you're at right now. Sometimes I pray and ask God for light and direction. I just feel confused. Hey, we're not the first people who have been there. In verse 10, he says, He is a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. He turned aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. I have become the laughing stock of all peoples, the object of their taunts all day long. He has filled me with bitterness. He has sated me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I've forgotten what happiness is. And I'm telling you, this just hits me in the gut. I told you before, I did a podcast, I told you how much I like the word fret. Well, here's another word I like, bereft. It's just so much more powerful than just I'm sad. He's bereft of peace. It's like he just can't find peace. And, and, And the thought here I want to leave with you is no matter how hard I try, sometimes I lack true peace. It's not for not wanting it. It's not for not desiring it. And and yet somehow God has a plan even in this difficult place. In verse 18, Jeremiah says, So I say, my endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. So we think we have to be strong enough to make it. We think that God's not going to help us unless we pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and muster enough faith to make it through the day. But But you see this prophet who is at his wit's end. He feels confusion, he feels sadness, he feels peacelessness, he feels hopelessness. And so here's here's the next thought I want to give you if you're finding yourself in that place today. No matter how hard to remember, some things cannot be forgotten. No matter how hard they are to remember, there are some things as a Christian you and I cannot afford to forget. Listen to it. He comes back. So this is now we spent 18 verses on this agony. Now he says... 
remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. And now here's a turning point. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. So Jeremiah is like, i got to remember this. I cannot afford to forget it. He said, what is it that he remembers? Here it is. Verse 22, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Man, I love this section of scripture. I, I'm sure you're hearing it in my voice because I can't help but get pumped up when I read these verses. I mean, the guy is as hopeless and sad and bereft of peace as one can be and yet in the very next verse he's like i gotta remind myself of the truth and i'm telling you too many of us we stop short of verse 21 we stop short of recalling who god is and how his character is and what he's waiting to do in our life and so we live in this place of jeremiah 1 through 19 and we never get to the good part and part of getting to the good part is recalling and remembering and replaying who God is and how true His promises are. And that is what's going to give you hope today. Maybe even these verses are a reminder to you. And it's, they're awesome verses. God's mercies are new every morning. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. The past is gone. You have today new hope, new mercies, great faithfulness. God is with you. Even if you don't feel his presence, he's there. You remind yourself of that. So no matter how hard to remember, some things cannot be forgotten. Here's number three. No matter how hard to believe, every day is a brand new day. Today is a new day for you. You don't have to worry about yesterday. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. The past is gone. Paul in Philippians 3 talks about how... Uh, here, let me read you the verse. It is an awesome verse. He says this, he's Paul the murderer, who had just talked about all the good things and all the bad things he'd done in Philippians 3. He gets to Philippians 3, 13 and 14. He says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, and we Christians are funny people. We, we you know, we, we, the pendulum swings. We've gone through decades where we're like, the past doesn't matter. Then we pendulum swings back. And we're like, no, you got to work through your past. Look. Work through your past if you need to. Let it go if you need to. But know this, that no matter what your past is, you can move past your past because of God's mercies. They are new to you every morning. Let this be a new day. You might have sinned incredibly yesterday. I told my nephews recently that sin will take you further than you ever intended to go. It will keep you longer than you ever intended to stay. And it will cost you more than you ever intended to pay. I don't know who said this, but Kay Arthur's been known to re-quote it. And I'm re-quoting her. And... And the truth is that nothing will distract, nothing will derail us in our Christian walk like our own condemnation over our bad decisions of yesterday. And, and listen, you can feel bad like I do about doubting God. I can feel bad about the fact that I don't have peace because I know I'm a Christian and I should have peace. And, and that can cause me so much just being stuck even more. You know, it's like, it's like one of those mud holes, you know, where you sink deeper and deeper and you can't get out. If you ever watched any of those old Indiana Jones movies, I think they had that in one of those scenes, but never been a big fan of Indiana Jones. I apologize if you are, but, but, but all this to say every single day you get a mulligan. I remember when I first learned how to play golf and I'm not a great golfer, but I fake it and I can swing real good. And, and of course that comes as no surprise to anyone who knows me, but I love the driver. You know, I don't care much about the short game, but man, give me the long game. And, and, and I remember the, the concept of a mulligan, that you had a chance where you could go back and get a redo. And, and wouldn't it be awesome to get a redo 
of the decisions in your life and the choices that you've made. And, and what Lamentations 3 says when you, so many, so often in my life, I lack peace because of my bad decisions of yesterday. And uh, sometimes just difficult circumstances or fatigue and failures and fears. And I don't know, so many things that cause lack of peace, problems that I can't put my mind around and lack of resources and not being enough and feeling like I need to do more and all of these self-focused issues. Into all of that, God says, you got new mercies today. you got new hope. You've got my faithfulness. So no matter how hard to believe, every day is a brand new day. Number four is this. No matter how hard to hang on to, hope is alive because of Jesus. In verse 24, it says, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is, And we'll get to the next verse in a minute. But the Lord is my portion, therefore I will hope in Him. I mean, the reason that we can hope in Him is that He's alive. Think about Jesus. I mean, he came to earth, he, he died, and then he resurrected from the dead. That is the unique thing about Jesus Christ, is that not only did he claim to be God, I mean, had he claimed to be God and died and stayed dead, he'd just be called a crazy person. But, but the power of Jesus is the power of the resurrection. Is that he went to the cross and he was crucified for our sins, and then three days later he rose from the dead. That is why we can come to him with hope. This is a hope. We follow a Savior who has given us hope. I've been trying to memorize First Peter this week, the first few verses of chapter 1. And, uh, of course, now I'm, I'm not going to be able to recite them off the top of my head because I'm under pressure. And, and, but, but let me read you some of this. Uh, it says in verse First Peter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. But, but the part of the verse, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I quoted on this podcast before Romans. And, and Romans, man, you talk about hope. You want hope? And Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Maybe you just need to be reminded today that you can hope in God because He's risen from the dead. Jesus is alive today. He's sitting at the right hand of God right now as you're struggling with your lack of peacefulness. He's put this me, this podcast, in your path to remind you that He's still with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. His word is real. His mercies are new. His faithfulness is great. Listen, He is for you. I love to be, I need to be reminded of that and I get reminded by it when I open his word and I read it. And when I find myself in need of comfort food for my soul, when I lack true peace, I go to Lamentations 3 because God has answers for me there. Here's the next point. I've got two more points I want to go over. Now I'll review them all and end. The next point is this. No matter how hard to see God, no matter how hard it is to see, God is at work for good in your life. You might not see it right now. You know, you might not feel it right now because you're in the pit but God is still working I love what John Piper says that God is doing a thousand things in your life and you might only be aware of three I find I'm not even aware of three sometimes I get so negative I can only think of the one bad thing happening to me and, and, and so you say well what, well what am I supposed to do if he's working can't I do something to speed the process of, of getting to a place of, of, of better and I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do and it's in the next verse 
It says in verse 26, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes. Let him be filled with insults. For the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. And so, so what, what Jeremiah concludes is, is he goes from his negativity to focusing on the truth of who God is and his character. And then he says, here's what I do. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. It is good that one should wait quietly. So I'm going to give you two things you need to do today if you find yourself in a place where you lack peace. Number one, sit in silence. Don't talk so much. I say things when I'm frustrated and when I'm stuck. I say things that are not godly, that don't jive with God's character. And I regret it. And, and, and I don't want to stay in that place. And, and so sit in silence. Put your mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. And then this wait quietly. Wait patiently. Wait, wait, wait. I heard a message by Colin Smith this week on the podcast. And he preached from Proverbs 130. And in it, it, it talks about, it starts with this, with this weight of out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. And then it gets to verse 5, and he's, this is the psalmist's solution too. He says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word, I hope. Listen, if you don't know what to do today, stop talking and keep waiting. And then here's the last point. No matter how hard to admit, repentance is part of the process. In verse 40, Jeremiah says, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. Of course, God forgives when you call him unto him. And, and, and later on, if you keep reading the, the chapter and you see where God does forgive when you call unto him. But if you persist in your sin, how can he forgive you if you don't ask for forgiveness? Of course, he's died for you. So forgiveness is available to you. But in 1 John 1, 9, it says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So don't persist in your sinfulness. And, and that, I, I'll tell you my, from my personal life, that happens when I say things about God that are not true, when I believe things about God that are not true, and instead of rejoicing in my present circumstances, I grumble, and, and it is exactly what the people of Israel did, and it kept them out of the promised land. May God forgive us as we turn to Him in repentance. So, today, if you lack, if you need comfort because you lack true peace, remember that sometimes we do, we lack peace. Circumstances are hard. But remind yourself of who God is and what He has done. Thirdly, believe that every day is a brand new day. Today's your mulligan. Fourthly, hang on to hope because of Jesus and the power of the resurrection. Fifthly, even when you don't see it, God is good. That verse, I read it fast. I want to read it and end with that. For the Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Listen, we serve a good, good father. He loves you. And he's always for you. So if you like peace today, take some time, read Lamentations 3, memorize it if you need to, spend time in it, and remember that God is always working even when you don't see it. Hey, if you need prayer, email me, lena at livingwithpower.org. And um, just know that I am praying for you and that God is for you. And I'll see you again next week, all right? Over and out. See you.